0: Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Got a lot to tell you about tonight. Um, we're on it, I think, uh, advancing stories as we try to do every day. So, the Durham Report, day six, day six of what is a very important story for all Americans, but a story that is being suppressed, a lot like the Hunter Biden story. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. So uh, there is no question that the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016 paid money to various people to spy on the Trump campaign in order to dig up dirt about an alleged connection with Putin and Russia. So they wanted to put forth a narrative, the Clinton campaign that Donald Trump was doing something nefarious, word of the day, with Vladimir Putin. So now we know, because the Justice Department, in the form of special counsel John Durham, is investigating this, now we know the spying took place. Now, there's a lot of parsing. Was it mining? Was it tapping? All of this. We went over that last night. And if you didn't see the No Spin News last night, And your uh, premium members, you can see it anytime you want. But I don't want to repeat myself every night. But I think the Wall Street Journal nailed it. In its headline lead editorial, Donald Trump was spied on. So now what happens? Well, the special counsel has a grand jury. And the grand jury could put forth more indictments. You would think that would interest the corporate media, wouldn't you? Especially because of the parallels to Watergate. So you remember uh, back in 1960, 1971, right? 1971. Um, the Nixon re-election campaign tried to bug the Democratic National Committee headquarters. And that led to Richard Nixon's resignation. So very interesting story. Now, the Washington Post, which broke the Watergate story, has a slogan and it says democracy dies in darkness. Yet the Washington Post is not real interested in this story. In fact, in its article, uh, it says that why Trump is once again claiming he was spied upon. So it's all about Trump for them. Do they really want to know what happened in the Hillary Clinton campaign? It doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. And they didn't cover the story which broke on Friday night until Monday. And uncovered in the Sunday editions of the Washington Post. New York Times didn't cover the story until Monday. USA today hasn't covered the story at all. <laughs> Somebody give them a call. LA Times, largest newspaper on the West Coast, didn't cover it. Not of interest. Nope. Associated Press waited until today, six days into the story, to cover it. And their headline, Explainer, How the Latest Trump-Russia Filing Generated Buzz. Not what happened or we're looking into it. So I think you're getting the idea. On the television side, this is unbelievable. NBC News, ABC News, CBS News, total blackout. Total blackout. MSNBC didn't cover it till Tuesday. CNN didn't cover it till Monday. And both MSNBC and CNN are running the story down. All right? Nothing here. The usual propaganda. So what we have here, to quote the movie Cool Hand Luke, Is failure to communicate, all right? And this just goes to prove what you already know, that the corporate media in the United States of America is corrupt. Now, I was on uh, the Sean Hannity radio show today, talking about this and, and COVID and the truckers in Canada. And one of the things that I pointed out to Mr. Hannity is that the right wing makes a mistake When it says that Hillary Clinton did X, Y, and Z, you fill in the blank. We don't know that. Her campaign did. We know that. And now Durham is continuing his investigation. It'll take another year. So it's not going to happen next week. But the individual news agencies should be sending reporters all over the place to try to find out what happened. But they're not going to do it. So that's where we are now. And, um, you know, I hate to be repetitive, but I have to tell you the biggest threat to this country is not Joe Biden. It is not Hillary Clinton. It is not some lunatic governor. It is the press. Which actively distorts reality blacks out, censors news it doesn't like, and goes after people individually, it hates and tries to destroy them. That's where we are. When you have the three major television networks not covering the Durham situation, it's reached critical mass. And then I'm, I know you're going to write, me. well, what can we do? You can't do anything. Now, audiences are fleeing the television news. Readers are fleeing the newspapers. We all know that. But they're there. And they control flow. Okay? They control news flow. And that is the memo. Okay, Joe Biden had, uh, no, he didn't. He didn't have a busy day. He had nothing. (laughs) So it's Wednesday. Two out of the three days this week, Joe Biden has had nothing on his schedule. Okay, I mean, that's all right, I guess. I don't know. Um, Ukraine update. So it's the middle of the night over in Ukraine. Russia still hasn't invaded, thank God. Uh, US and NATO think that the Russians aren't withdrawing, and some reports say they are from the Ukraine border. I don't know. I'm not there. And I will remind you that I predicted, but I could be terribly wrong, that Putin will not invade canada trucker protest fox news loves this story so I, I don't watch a lot of cable news anymore but i did tune in last night and flipped around and and boy fox covered this like crazy so here is the update uh the truckers in ottawa are now being ticketed and threatened with arrest by canadian authorities as you may know Um, There were about 4000 trucks in Ottawa. Now there are about 300. And they, of course, brought the city to a standstill. So the uh, head of Canada, Justin Trudeau, I call him little Justin, is trying to be a macho man now and cracking down. So the main beef is that the truckers in Canada don't want to have to prove they're vaccinated against COVID to cross into the United States. That's the main beef. And they don't like all the other mandates either. The mask and they can't go here. They can't go there. The main beef is the transportation between the USA and Canada. A lot of truckers don't want to get vaxxed and they can't drive their trucks in here and they lose a lot of money. That's what it's all about. COVID update. um, It is on the wane. Thank God. Could come back in another variant form. So very, very careful. Okay, don't be skipping around into Big crowds where you don't know what's going on, especially if you are unvaccinated. That virus is still in play. But uh, they are relaxing the mandates. Disney World face coverings will be optional for fully vaccinated guests in both indoor and outdoor locations beginning tomorrow. Okay, D.C. Um, Yesterday they knocked out their. Uh, mask, proof of vaccination was no longer required to enter indoor venues as of yesterday. Okay. Uh, L.A. County, today, outdoor masking no longer required. Hey, California, a little bit behind on this. New York State, indoor masking, still required. All right, but not everywhere. And Massachusetts, beginning February 28th, students and teachers, no longer have to wear masks in that very liberal state. So that's what you're going to see unless the variant comes back. And by, uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day, I think everybody will be celebrating maskless. I hope I am right. I just right, get to Sarah Palin. I wrote a message of the day on BillOReilly.com. Anybody can read that. You don't have to be a premium or concierge member to read the message. It's posted every day, every morning. And in the message, I basically said, look, We don't have a civil justice system. And if you have ever been in it, you know that's true. So in order to bring suit against somebody who harms you grievously, you've got to have a half million dollars to pay your lawyers. At least you get into a child custody, a divorce, go into the millions. Okay, And then there are these arcane rules uh, that Sarah Palin ran up against. So there's no question that the New York Times defamed Sarah Palin. That's not a question. All right. You can't link the former governor of Alaska to a horrendous shooting in Arizona and say you are not defaming her. It's absurd. So here's what I said partially in the message. Quote, a New York City jury rejected Palin's lawsuit unanimously saying the New York Times did not act with malice. The threshold famous people have to prove in order to win damages in civil court. Not act with malice? What other reason would there be to link the conservative Palin with the shooting? What motivation would a liberal newspaper have to connect a totally innocent person with a heinous act if not to be malicious? Unquote. I am a simple man. I see it in a very straightforward way. Of course Sarah Palin was defamed, but because the civil law says you have to prove a media organization acted with malice, the jury goes, well, they apologized, which they did after the fact, but Palin was still smeared. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay, this is just insane. So I searched around for a guy who knows a lot about not just the Paling case, but about the Durham case, too. And I found an Irishman, always a good thing, John O'Connor. He's a former federal prosecutor. He represented as an attorney, Mark Felt. Remember Mark Felt? That was Deep Throat. In the Watergate situation. And Mr. O'Connor represented him. Uh, He wrote a book called Postgate How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. Mr. O'Connor joins us now from Stinson Beach in Northern California. Okay, so did I say anything that doesn't jive with the law about Sarah Palin?
1: No, you did not, Bill. And let me tell you this. And by the way, it's good to talk to another Irishman. Uh, I don't know if both of us can talk at once, but we'll try it. Uh, But but as to Sarah Palin, the standard for malice is either intentionally publishing a falsehood or with reckless disregard for the truth. And I cannot see why what the Times did was at least the definition of reckless disregard of the truth. The guy had no idea, he said, whether that was true or not, that there was a link to the political uh, incitement here. And yet, hey, it's late at night. I wanna get the conservatives and blame them for the shooting of Republicans, the Steve shooting, Scalise shooting. So they wanted this editorial in the worst way to point the finger at conservatives. It's late at night. And so why not just say, hey, she's guilty of inciting, you know, six murders and a maiming. What the heck? Okay, l- uh, let me just clarify something.
0: The, the testimony from the, from the New York Times editorial writer was basically that there was in this country um, the feeling that Steve Scalise, the congressperson from Louisiana, who was shot by a liberal man on a softball field, that that liberal was incited by conservative actions. And so this guy in his, I don't know, confused mind said, you know, the same things happening to Gabby Giffords, the congresswoman in Arizona who got shot. That was incited by Sarah Palin's PAC. And there's absolutely no evidence. And what he pointed to was ridiculous. So you're absolutely right that there were, of course, there was uh, irresponsibility at the highest level. And that legally can turn into malice, right?
1: Right, and let me read something Bill uh, additionally, a reporter made this reckless statement before Bennett made his reckless statement about the incitement. Here's the statement. Miss Palin's pack, quote, put Miss Gifford and 19 other Democrats under stylized crosshairs. That was false. Sarah Palin's pack had targeted districts had targeted a map, but not the individual Democrats. That's the big difference.
0: They took a graphic that had nothing to do with any kind of violent behavior or anything like that. It was a political graphic. Okay. So the the jury uh, reaches this conclusion that the New York Times did not act maliciously toward Palin. And so the Times gets off. But the message really is, there isn't any justice in civil court. And I and I in the message of the day, I hope everybody reads it on Bill O'Reilly.com, I point to my case with Al Franken and, and I was, it was absurd what happened there. But am I wrong? Can you expect justice in civil court in the United States, counselor?
1: Well, Bill, let me tell you this. Uh, the jury was debating this thing. They've been out for over a day. Uh, the court did not, while they're debating whether or not there is actual malice, proof of malice, Judge Rakoff announces to the entire world that he says there's absolutely no evidence of malice. Now, he did not go into the jury room and tell them that.
0: They heard but it. But he told about a billion people that. They weren't sequestered. That's right. They went home. They heard it. They knew that the judge that's threw right. it out before their verdict was in. Well, that's going to help Palin if she appeals, though. That'll help her. All I right, would let's raise get on. only hell, Bill. Let's, go, uh, let's get on to the Durham thing. So I just want to sure. recap the history here. So as I said, in 1972, um, the Watergate plumbers, uh, so-called plumbers, broke in to the Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Watergate Hotel in D.C. And their goal was to rifle all the files and then to plant bugs so that the uh, committee to reelect Richard Nixon... Uh, the acronym is CREEP, okay, Um, could hear what the Democrats were saying. Big scandal, people went to jail, Richard Nixon had to resign, everybody who follows history knows what happened. So here we have the Trump campaign being spied upon by people working for getting money from the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016. So you would think it's pretty much the same, right, counselor?
1: Well, actually, in fact, and that's what I write about in Postgate, the Post falsely claimed that this was a campaign operation and there was campaign cash used. It was not a campaign operation and the Post knew that. But the public, of course, it had resonance with the public because the public does not like unfair electoral uh actions uh unfair and illegal and that's why nixon got tossed out of office so you're correct bill that's what the public thought and not in my book i talk about how the post hid the truth nixon was still scratching his head he didn't know what the heck had happened but he obstructed justice at john dean's urging
0: yeah after now, the fact it, he did bad things who who essentially paid for the plumbers to go in there who ordered that
1: well it was it, it was paid for out of campaign uh, funds but as i talked about in my book postgate it was mainly the CIA had infiltrated the White House through uh, Howard Hunt. McCord had infiltrated the uh, committee to reelect the president. Uh, they pulled money out, I think, at John Dean and Jeb Magruder's behest, but it was not for a campaign purpose. It was to listen to naughty men talking to naughty girls and getting dirt on them. The CIA yeah. wanted so that. Was a Dean blackmail. wanted it for his own
0: purpose. Okay. It was a blackmail operation. Right. All right. right. Now. The press was all over Watergate. They couldn't get enough of it. It made the reputations of journalists. One of the reasons I am a journalist was because of that. I said, wow, look at this story. I'd like to be involved in investigating things like that. Now, the press doesn't really have any curiosity at all uh, about this uh, Durham situation. Why? Well,
1: the Post, because of Watergate, understood its power not only to hype the scandal, but also to suppress it. Witnessed the Hunter Biden thing. They suppressed that beautifully. Nothing happened. They have great power. They exercise that power in partisan ways. And that's what we have today, Bill. And so, in the Durham thing, that's a
0: succinct definition. And also because they pushed the Russian collusion uh, every single day. You know, isn't it interesting how aggressively all the newspapers, all the network news, CNN, MSNBC pushed the bogus Russian collusion story every single day? All right. In every single way. And now you have another story on the other side that said they trumped this up, pardon a pun, and they're not interested at all. I think that pretty much says it all about the corrupt corporate media council. I'll give you the last word.
1: Oh, yeah. They're covering up one of the greatest scandals in American history, the worst. It's terribly sinister. They use the FBI, which in turn lied to the FISA court 17 times by its own inspector general's admission. And then they used other means to spy on Trump and then cook up these false stories of treason. Is there anything worse than that? And they did it for political advantage both during the campaign and to discredit Trump's presidency. There's nothing worse than this scandal bill far outstrips Watergate yeah. in terms of its sinister nature.
0: OK. And I, I am confident that Durham is going to put it out there whether there will be, you know, convictions. I don't know. But I think. By the end of the next year, we'll know what exactly happened. Counselor, thanks very much for helping us out. We uh, hope to talk to you again. Thank you. All right. On the lawsuit front, Chris Cuomo, he wants a lot of money from CNN for firing him, and he's not sued yet. But his attorneys are talking to CNN, and they're demanding about $16 million, you know, the length of his contract and damages, and if not, Cuomo is going to sue and then tell the world what he knows about CNN. So the new owners of CNN, Discovery, CEO John Malone, know they are facing Armageddon because Cuomo could go in and blow that place off the face of the earth. So Cuomo will get his money. And I don't even think he'll have to sue. They'll settle. My opinion, my prediction. But we'll see, right? National Football League, another huge lawsuit. Brian Flores, coach of the Miami Dolphins, fired, suing the league for racial bias against him. He's black. But that's not the big thing. The big thing is Mr. Flores has accused the owner of the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, of ordering Flores to tank games. He says Ross offered him $100,000 for every loss in the 2019 season because Ross wanted to get a better draft choice. The lower you are, the more you lose, the better draft choice you get. So the NFL now says it is investigating that. And this lawsuit is in play. Now, if it's true, Ross will have to sell the team huge scandal, enormous scandal. But if it's not true, then Ross can go after Flores. So this is where we are in our country today. Big event tomorrow. You know what it is? Big. It's big. So BillOReilly.com will begin streaming the Trump O'Reilly History Tour, which, as you know, took place in December. Four shows, two in Florida, two in Texas, we have melded the four together in a highlight presentation, the best of the four. And they are available beginning for you to watch streaming, which I guess means you can watch it anytime you want. I think that's what it means. Um, BillOReilly.com premium members get it free. Everybody else pays a nominal fee to see it. I think this is going to r- surprise you very much. I told Hannity this on the radio because Hannity didn't see any of the shows. I said, if you see Donald Trump, and you know him as well as anybody does, he's totally different in these four shows than what you've seen over the past six years. And it's true. So I hope you will take advantage of our streaming offer. It goes from 8 p.m. Thursday evening, Eastern, to midnight Monday evening. That's President's Weekend in honor of Lincoln and Washington. And I want you to let me know what you think, okay? Because uh, I I think even if you don't like Trump, you know, you should hear what he has to say about his administration. This day in history, February 16th, 1999, O.J. Simpson's 1968 Heisman Trophy auctioned off 23 years ago today. That brought in, how much money did they pay for that? $230,000. Okay. So they auctioned off the Heisman that Simpson won. Now, Simpson owes about $60 million right now in civil judgments to the family of Ron Goldman, who was killed with Simpson's ex-wife in the notorious case. And the civil trial found that Simpson did it. He killed Goldman and Nicole Brown. All right. So what's Simpson doing? He owes $60 million. Now, we did some digging. And from what we can ascertain, O.J. Simpson has only paid less than $150,000 of that $60 million judgment. That's whatever it is now. It was 33 dollars um, when it was uh, in court, but because of inflation and everything, it's up to 60 now, and interest. If you don't pay, the interest is uh, levied. So Simpson is 74 years old now. He lives in Vegas. You see him around once in a while on the uh, Internet and things like that. But my question is, this, if, if he was ordered to pay this and he only paid $150,000 and a trophy was sold for $230,000, I mean, what's going on here? Where's the enforcement of this? Again, this goes back to our civil justice system. It doesn't exist. Why does that need to be revamped? OK, got a good mail segment for you and a final thought of the day. See, I'm getting myself in trouble with these final thoughts of the day now, but it's kind of fun. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to go around a country. That's a final thought. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to do that after these announcements. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 877-444-Gold or tax gold to 65532.
1: Plus. All
0: right, let's get to the mail on the message board. Let me just explain. If you are a member of BillOReilly.com, we have a message board every day where you can post things, like O'Reilly's a sap. O'Reilly doesn't know what he's talking about. Whatever you want to post. You know, we don't have any obscenities. You can't do that. You can't do any personal attacks, no invective. All right? We don't allow it. And you can call it censorship if you want. I call it civility. But we want to hear from you and we want your opinion. So that message board is one of the services, one of the many services that we have for premium and concierge members on BillOReilly.com. So Philip, who is a concierge member, says, Bill, I agree with your assessment of the U.S. truckers' lack of support for the Canadians, but they could rally around the horrendous price of gas created by Biden. It's not going to happen because the truckers in the U.S.A., Um, they're not going to take the salary hit. So right now they're making money. Truckers are making money. Probably not as much as they should make, but commerce is brisk. So to take a week or so out of that, not going to happen. And COVID's on the wane. Restrictions are going down. Mandates are going down. So I don't expect it. Woke American. (laughs) Now, if you write to me, bill at billo'reilly.com, bill at billo'reilly.com, you have to give me your name in town. But on the message board, if you put woke American, all right. Judge and jury ruled against Sarah Palin in defamation suit. I'm um, no surprise here for anyone with even a passing familiarity of the law. New York Times preempted actual malice by publishing a retraction and admitting fault publicly. You know, but that's not, that's a con. The damage is already done. I want you guys to read my message of the day about the Al Franken thing happened in 2003. Uh, Refresh your memory about how bad that was. Okay. Uh, Lloyd, whether the Clinton campaign or Hillary herself paid for the tapping and false dirt on President Trump is a distinction without a difference. I can totally believe President Obama was in on it as well. Lloyd, you can believe what you want to believe. I mean, that's the beauty of being an American. People believe what they want to believe. But. It is wrong to say Hillary Clinton knew all about this, because maybe she didn't, right? Presumption of innocence. So you could say the Clinton campaign, which is what I do, but let's wait and see. As for President Obama, it's the same thing. I haven't seen any evidence that Obama knew this, and knowing Obama as I do, as I said yesterday, he's not going to sit in a meeting that, that... is talking about illegal activities. The man would not do that. I don't think Donald Trump would do that either. I mean, Trump is real careful about stuff like that. Melanie, concierge member, Bill, I think you, I think, you think too highly of Barack Obama. He and his administration are involved with the Trump deal and still are. Melanie, again, you can believe what you want to believe, but there's nothing to back that up yet. So to state it as a fact, you're doing a disservice to due process, which traditional conservative people should embrace at all times. Ed Ryan, Central Point, Oregon. Bill, enjoy your segment on the Convention of States. Do you think they would consider adding the removal of the Anchor Baby Law in the 14th Amendment? I don't think that's high on the list, but it's an interesting concept. Um, Do I think babies of undocumented aliens who come here to give birth should be citizens? No, I don't. Larry McDaniel, Tonto Basin, Arizona, Tonto, okay. Forced rehabilitation for drug addicts does not work. You have to want to get clean. That is true, Larry. Okay. However, if you have mandatory rehabilitation in therapeutic centers run by the states, you take away the market. Who's going to buy the drugs? Okay? So the risk-reward goes sky high. The reward is much less, much fewer customers. Okay? That is why you do it. The second reason you do it is you protect the public from drug-addicted individuals who steal and mug and do horrible things to support their habits. They're not on the streets. Singapore did it. It worked in Singapore. There is no drug problem in that country. As I said in the past, I did my thesis at Harvard on that. It works here in the USA, you'd have all kinds of civil liberty stuff, but you could pass laws that judge could defer prison. To a therapeutic center. And that's what should happen. Uh, I am a man who doesn't complain about problems. I solve them. I'll complain, but it's attached to a solution. Eileen Schaff, Long Beach, California, inflation is up 10% this year compared to last year for the average family. Does this factor in the loss of the very generous child tax credits, which families are no longer receiving? What is the full impact? So under COVID, as everybody knows, the government gave a lot of money away to individuals who needed the money. Most of them did. And the small businesses as well. I have no beef with that. Now it was a crisis. Okay. But now the COVID subsidies have ended. So Americans are back on their own in the marketplace, and 10% is a lot more to pay for people who aren't making a lot of money. And that's why Joe Biden and the Democrats are going to get their butts kicked in November. That is the primary reason. Rebecca Davia, Chicago. Just want to say thank you for your last word on self-forgiveness. You are a very kind man, and I know your listeners respect your advice. I know I do. So I don't know how kind I am. I, I try as a Christian to treat others the way I want to be treated. That's not a tough tenet, okay? However, this, um, there are so many people that have a hard time forgiving themselves for doing bad things. And if you don't forgive yourself, then you can get into self-loathing where you don't even like yourself. And that leads to addiction, it leads to antisocial behavior, it leads to personality disorder, it leads to everything. So the key is, everybody does wrong things. You've got to understand that. The Pope, all right, the previous Pope, we find out, didn't do the right thing in a number of times in Germany. Okay, He asked for forgiveness. In my religion, Catholicism, we have that. But you have to make restitution. So the person you harmed or slighted or whatever, you got to try to make it up to them. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't. you got to try. And that was the message, and I'm glad you liked it, Rebecca. Thank you for writing. Dan Wenzel, St. Germain, Wisconsin, just received the mugs. They are fantastic. Great quality. Thanks for the fast shipping. Thanks for ordering. Are these are the best mugs in the world. Okay, in the world, made in America, red, white, and blue. And uh, we're going to run out, but we'll keep ordering, and I, and I asked them to get new colors, too. They make great gifts. So if you already have a couple of them, you know, anytime a gift thing comes up, you know, birthday or whatever, a little gift for somebody. So get those mugs. Okay, um, Killing the Killers, starting to get a little buzz now, coming out May 3rd. And if you buy from us, you can order on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, of course. But if you buy from us, we'll send you a regret, your 2020 vote yet, a funny sticker. All right, have a few laughs with your liberal friends. Killing the Killers is the best reporting I have ever done. You will be stunned about what is in this book. Okay, so uh, I hope you pre-order it. Word of the day, do not be a puzzle wit. Great word. Nobody uses it. Puzzle. P-U-Z-Z-L-E-W-I-T One word puzzle wit Back with a final thought in a moment With Lucky Land Slots You can get lucky just about
1: anywhere This is your captain speaking Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine But we're just going to circle up here a while And uh, get lucky No, no, nothing like that It's just these cash prizes add up quick So I suggest you sit back Keep your tray table upright And start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com Are you feeling lucky?
0: All right, so here's the final thought of the day. Uh, with the COVID the last two years, everybody's travel got cut down. Mine certainly did. And now I want to go out and see the country. Uh, it helps me. So my first trip is to Chicago, third largest city. We will be there for a show on March 31st in Waukegan at the Genesee Theater. Seven o'clock, the show will start. Okay, this is sponsored by our radio affiliate, the Powerhouse WLS Radio in the Windy City. So you can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com, um, and if you go to BillOReilly.com, we'll flip you right over, or you can go to the Genesee Theater itself, and it's going to be a blast. going to be a lot of fun. My shows are factual, but there's a big entertainment component because I tell you stories— ...about things that, you know, sometimes I can't say on TV and radio. In person, I can say it. And so I hope that you guys, if you're in the Midwest anywhere... um, ...or the northern Midwest, I hope you come see us in Waukegan on March 31st. Then I'm going to go to the Caribbean. That's not the USA, but I need a break. So I'm going there, plunk underwater. I'm going to do that in April. And then in June... I'm gonna go to California. Oh, ho, ho. so I don't know what I'm gonna do yet in California, but I'm going. You all warned that I'm coming out there. And um, the next, what? Where are we? Two months in. So the next ten months, I'm gonna try to get around, like the Beach Boys, right? I'm gonna try to get around, try to visit places that I haven't been in a while. My Florida trip last weekend was a blast, not because I had so much fun. I was working almost every single day down there because we have a lot of deals in motion, a lot of things going on here. This is BillOReilly.com, the most successful independent news site in the world. All right. I'm proud that we have built it into that. So I got to go and do stuff for sponsors and for uh, projects coming down the road. And everybody's in Florida. Why wouldn't they be in February? All right, Arizona, Florida—that's where you want to be. Even South Texas, okay, because it's beautiful down there. And I got a good look around, you know. I had supper with my pal Joe Namath before the Super Bowl. That was a lot of laughs. And uh, I had, uh, you know, I saw a lot of political people down there. I don't do the political thing too much. I'm not a party guy, Uh, but sometimes, you know, there are meetings that I have to take. But Florida. What what I noticed there was a much more relaxed atmosphere than New York, where I live, where I am now. Much more relaxed, you know. And COVID is the same in Florida as it is here. The people weren't they weren't paranoid about it. They, the mandates are very few in Florida. In fact, when I went to the restaurants, I didn't see anybody anymore, except the servers. The servers wore masks, but you didn't. Customers did. And it was a relaxed atmosphere, which is important. You know, up here in New York right now, it like this, particularly if you live around the city, because it's so dangerous in the city, thanks to Bill de Blasio and the liberal politicians in Albany. All right. And in Florida, I, I didn't feel any of that menace. Now, I was in the upper parts of the state, the affluent parts. I wasn't, you know, in the tough areas, um, but it was so different. So much so. Um, so I want to I bring that kind of eye uh, to uh, the rest of the country where I haven't been in a while. And we are going to, you know, put some shows together. We'll put some trips together. And, of course, I will report back what I see and hear. All right. Once again, uh, tomorrow evening, the Trump streaming on BillOReilly.com. Tell everybody. Spread the word. You'll see a different Donald Trump. It's very worthwhile. We want to know what you think. Okay, that's going on. And then tomorrow we will have our usual rollicking conference here. And we really appreciate you guys watching and listening all over the world. It's very nice of you to do that. And we'll see you tomorrow.